Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Hey friends, welcome back to WISE. I am so excited for this episode for two reasons. First of all, I got a new microphone. It's the Shure S-H-U-R-E-M-B-7. I also got the arm that comes with it or that you order along with it. And I feel like I'm like on the radio (laughs) and I love this new setup and this new mic is just an upgrade and I love it. And for anybody out there who's maybe thinking of starting a podcast or, you know, wanting to do something, you don't need one of these mics to start with. You can definitely start with just something simple. I had the Blue Yeti mic for six years and it was just fine, but I was ready for an upgrade and to bring you more quality sound. Uh, The next thing is that I have been thinking about this episode for a really long time, thinking about my, how I'm going to talk to you about my coming out, my story, my life changes, things like that. And I don't do it as like a justification or an explanation or anything like that. I really want to continue to be an example of someone who is living their authentic life because I know that this is not easy. And this was something that started for me about three years ago. And it has been good for a while now. Uh, It was definitely tough in the beginning, uh, not because of the confidence in my choices, but rather sort of what happens with the people around you when you change and when you start living in a way that they didn't expect you to or was different from their story. So I also just want more examples of, you know, gay relationships or bisexual relationships or queer, whatever it is, I want to see other examples and I want to hear from people who are, you know, living in a way that isn't just heteronormative and whatever. Like there's obviously nothing wrong with that, but that is the norm. And I just love seeing examples of, you know, these things out in the media This is a form of media, obviously, you know, and some people don't tell their stories and that's fine too. But for me, I have learned so much about myself, about the people around me, but again, mostly myself through this process. And I wanted to talk to you about it in case, again, you have been wanting to make a change in case you have been feeling like my life isn't aligned to me and I want to do something about it. Or if you are, you know, you think you're a straight married woman and then you end up realizing that you don't want to be in that relationship anymore and you'd rather be with a woman. That is something that actually happens pretty frequently. And these are the reasons that I want to tell my story. So I'm going to kind of walk you through 
my my journey kind of what happened I am not going to go into like really personal details or exact timelines or anything like that I don't think it's necessary for this episode and obviously like there are other people involved in my story and this is my story to tell and you know obviously like I don't want to say this is part of the reason that I did it but once people kind of started realizing that I was getting divorced and I wasn't married anymore there was a lot of just wondering like what happened you know where where's her husband what what is happening why is she in California now and I think that that's something that you know happens that is natural uh, when you have a personal brand, when you live your life on the internet, when you share your personal life. And I actually didn't really share any of this in real time at all. I needed to make sure that I was telling the story from an appropriate perspective and from a place that I felt healed and ready to talk about it. When I say healed, again, I need to reiterate that like none of this ever came from doubt of my decision or Uh, confusion or anything like that. It was incredibly clear to me the things that I needed to do. It was more so the thoughts and opinions of those around me that just like really took me down in the moment. In time, I started to realize that I allowed myself to be um, largely affected by that, mostly because it was from people close to me. And I think that that is the natural response. But through this process, I've also learned that like, even if people are close to you or part of your family or whatever it is, you can do your own healing work to allow you to, you know, not be unaffected by it, but to trust yourself first and foremost. Like that's really what this is about. This this whole story is about self-trust and realizing that no matter what you choose for yourself, it is your story and your story alone. And I think that that's really important for women to know. And again, I just, I tell these things so that I can continue to be an example of these things. And, you know, it isn't like I was born uh, knowing that I wasn't straight. Uh, It was something that came to me later. And this is for you to maybe explore like, do I like my life? Is there something else? Is Can I look deeper? I think that there is also a varying spectrum there between like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have been willing to do what I did. It's totally fine, obviously. But I wish that I would have heard this story when I was going through the things that I went through. I personally find a lot of comfort and um, safety in hearing people who, you know, are like me tell a similar story because it helps me feel less alone and it helps me feel, helps my nervous system feel like, okay, here's like evidence and an example of somebody doing what I did or what I want to do and like they're okay and they're fine and things actually turned out better for them. And again, in retrospect, I didn't really need that at like, if I think of like who I am today, but in going through this process, I became, I grew so much and I became somebody who, you know, didn't for something that we think like, oh, you need a lot of courage to make these life changes or whatever. 
I think that now I just live with that courage and live with that self-trust. And I had those things before, like big levels of self-trust and confidence and courage. But now I realize that I have a lot more than I thought I did. But I kind of needed to go through these things to get to that next level because we won't grow to the capacity that we need to unless we're unless like our backs are against the wall sometimes and I'm somebody who grows incrementally (laughs) and kind of takes things step by step and kind of needs that in their process of change And, and that's okay too you know so this story is not one about sexuality it's not about being with a woman it isn't about my partner it isn't about my husband it isn't about my parents it's about me And it's about you having the courage to live in a way that's authentic to you. It's about doing the thing that is seemingly harder, that no one might understand and many people might not support. Uh, And just for the record, like I don't label myself. Uh, I know that I am queer. Uh, Maybe I'm bisexual. All I know is that now I am with a woman and I like being with a woman best and that is where I am right now and I am very content and happy and that's it. I think that when we start putting labels and boxes, like it it kind of who you are cannot be contained, right? Who you are cannot be like sometimes we just can't put a name on it. And I think that other people sometimes, and I think for us too, we like having a label. We like having a name because that gives us safety. Like, okay, I can just like put you in this little box and like this can make sense to me over here. Whereas it feels a little bit more um, unsafe, not in a bad way, but just like I don't understand or whatever it is if people can't like have some sort of like concrete description and if you are comfortable with how you are like that is all that matters and if you're happy that's all that matters um when i came out to my family which was one by one to my parents and my sister that's my immediate family um it did not go well (laughs) um And I, not only do I want to focus on my story, but I want to focus on partly how you can deal with the reactions of people who are close to you, who do not agree with you. I am a child of immigrants and, you know, my parents are great parents. They gave me, you know, everything that I need. They're still incredibly supportive. Things are actually really, really good with my parents right now. I do love them dearly and I care for them and and we have grown in our relationship a ton. And, you know, I, my father was shocked and surprised, uh, but I never felt judged by him, but I can't change that. I can only change myself, which in this particular instance means holding on closely to the people that are supportive and that love me which my friends were absolutely incredible. Uh, And my partner obviously was an amazing support. She was with me the entire time. Um, It was a lot of things to go through. Um, 
but I, you know, I don't think that it should be a thing. I don't think that there should be otherness or a difference in this thing. I think that many people say, you know, when you tell someone that you are coming out, they might say, I love you no matter what. And that to me, and I get that it's there's it's well-intentioned, but that to me implies that there's something wrong with what I'm doing and there isn't anything wrong with what I'm doing or the way that anybody lives their life as long as you're not like murdering people, <laughs> obviously, you know, and obviously there's so many things happening in the world right now that are very difficult and traumatic, um, but I wish that that wasn't the reaction. I love you no matter what. I wish the reaction would just be like, cool, be happy. You know, like I, and part of the reason why I'm sharing this is to maybe is for you, if you have somebody that you know in your life is going through this and realizing different parts of their sexuality and living in that way, that you take these things into account too. You know, one of my closest friends, Stephanie, she is episode three of this podcast, I think, by the way, she did, uh, she has two babies or back then had one baby. Now she has two kids, um, Penny and Aaron. And Stephanie is, again, we've been best friends since we were 14. And she is one of the biggest LGBTQ allies that I know, just incredibly supportive of the gay community and rainbows on everything. And her children who are, I don't know, I can't remember exactly how old they are, maybe let's say eight and six or seven and five around there. Her children don't know that same-sex relationships are any different than straight relationships. They just know that love is love. And they don't see anything different about that because Stephanie has taught them that. And by her teaching them that, she creates a ripple effect in the world where there's no sort of anything. There's no difference. There's no otherness. And I think that it's really important. And it kind of makes me emotional to talk about her because also she was one of my biggest, still, you know, obviously one of my biggest supports. And as I was going through this, one of the two people, maybe three people who I shared everything with and was with me for the entire journey. Um, But I want that to be our world. I want that eventually for the whole world to, you know, think this way and to be this way, to know that like you just do what you need to do and let that be that. (laughs) I wish there was more representation of queer relationships in the media, in the world, in the people you know. And again, I want you to live your authentic truth and hopefully we don't need as much courage or any courage at all eventually to live the way that we want to and the way that um, we need to. You know, I know many people or I've heard of many people who live their whole lives with something like this inside of them and they never get to live it out. And for me, I couldn't unsee these things. I think that once you start living authentically, which means like for me, it's everything. It's like in the work that I do, in the relationships and the friendships that I have, um, it's just all really, really important. Um, and, you know, I really want us to 
continue to make this a reality. Um, and courage, when I say courage, I really mean of the changes I made in my life upheaval <laughs> rather than just living my truth, which to me is not a hard thing to do. It was what it took to heal after um, the, like I said, the reactions that I got and really like doubly <laughs> solidifying myself uh, through this process. So now that I have spent quite a while uh, talking about sort of um, where I'm coming from, how you can support somebody who is coming out to you in, you know, in your life, which is, again, just to say, like, I love you, I support you. And, you know, what can I do? Like, that's it. Um, like, I, it's really important to me to say those things. And, you know, to just, just to sort of give you my own wishes for what I want in the world and also the way that I want the world and the people around us to support us no matter what we do as long as it's authentic to us and as long as we're not actively hurting anyone. Some people might argue for my story that I did hurt somebody and I did and uh, but to me I also hurt my family obviously I hurt my husband but I my ex-husband, um, and I hurt my family too, but he is the only one that should have been hurt, <laughs> I think. Um, and obviously that is not what I envisioned. That is not what I hoped. Um, it was just a natural response to me living in the way that I need to and doing what I needed to do. And again, what is the alternative? Like stuffing things down and not living your truth when you might hurt somebody um, I chose to disappoint everybody around me, uh, rather than disappoint myself. And it was hard, you know, but again, now it's been almost three years since this whole process started. So it's been great, but let's just get started with my story and all of these things. So I, like I said, I'm not really going to go into like super details or specific timelines or anything like that, but you know, I had always been with men. I had had one experience with a woman when I was 21. She was a friend of mine and we are still friends <laughs> to this day. And it was just like one of those nights where it was just like, you're drinking, something happens. Okay, cool. I was, this was literally like over 15 years ago and I thought nothing of it. I was just like, okay, cool. Like that happened. That happens in college stereo, you know, such like a dumb stereotype, but like, that's what I thought of it. Nothing like literally no thoughts about anything, no questioning. I had just always been pursued by men. And I don't think I don't say that in a like conceited way, <laughs> like, ooh, men pursue me. But the thing is, like, I am not a very if you know me, I am more of a um, like I'm not an outwardly uh, flirtatious person. It doesn't mean that I'm not sexual, but I am not outwardly flirtatious. I let people come to me and uh, at least that's what I did back then. And men just always pursued me. Like uh, they would ask me on dates. They would make the first move. They would make things happen. And for the most part, I was always in relationships and my relationships got better as time went on, but I didn't have great relationships with men, especially in my early twenties, just like 
really allowing men to treat me in a really terrible way. And I think that I was just like doing what's called like compulsory heterosexuality, which again, in for me being so self-aware, looking back, like maybe I've always had, maybe I've always been like this. Um, maybe I've always, you know, been bisexual. I just like was with men and I was, you know, happy for some of those relationships. I just never felt like anything was missing. Right. And I think that one of our life lessons is like, once you start like cracking the door open to your authenticity, more things just keep coming in. So I would say that like the thing that cracked me open for my, to my authenticity was like my eating disorder, let's say like that really motivated me to make changes and like really continue to like excavate myself and learn about myself and all of these things. And once you start doing that, like you just can't look back, you can't unsee it anymore. So I want us to to just think of that as we are thinking about our own authenticity, like what's one thing that I can do to live for my authentic truth today? And maybe then I'm going to start like a spiral of things. But, you know, I just, for me, I can't, I couldn't unsee it. And I, again, when I was with men, I was like, things are great. Things are good. Like I kind of let them take the lead. Um, When I met my ex-husband, it was 2014. We met on Tinder. (laughs) I had been single for a really long time. Um, And because I was starting my private chef business, I was working on the weekends. I was really busy. So for like two years, I was just like doing my thing, working like crazy and like just really happy and, and good. And then my friends were like, all right, Ashley, it's time. Like, (laughs) you need to start getting out there. You need to start dating people. And I was like, whatever, it's fine. And I was like, you know what? Let me just get on Tinder. So I met my ex-husband on Tinder and we had a great first date. Like, things were great. Things progressed at a normal pace. Um, About six six months after we met each other, we moved in together and then we lived together for the next five and a half years. Nothing was bad. Nothing was wrong. Like my ex-husband was actually a great and amazing husband for the time that we were married and the, and in our relationship. Like he was amazing to me. And I will continue to say that. He was, you know, he prioritized me. He treated me well. He went out of his way for me. I could depend on him more than anybody And, you know, it was not a bad relationship. Like we had a lot of fun. We talked, we got along. He actually like really taught me what love was and, you know, that to work through things in relationships. We never really had any like huge issues. Um, But, you know, and even in the beginning of our relationship, like he didn't want to get married. And I had always wanted to get married back then. And because he had been married before and um, through time, he knew that my family, (laughs) that meant a lot to them too. So we ended up getting married. And honestly, the day we got engaged was like one of the best days of my life. My my wedding was an amazing day too. Um, And this is another lesson that like you just can't predict how things are going to go. You can't predict how things are going to change. You can't predict who you're going to be. 
So I don't want to say I don't believe in marriage, but I think you just have to be open to the notion that like there's there are no guarantees for anything. And that's one of the biggest lessons that this process has taught me that like on my wedding day, I never in a million years would have thought that I would have gotten divorced ever. I didn't, I just never would have thought that a lot of people after this happened started telling me or other people, you know, like, why did she even get married if she knew this? Like, I wouldn't have gotten married if I had any doubts. And I didn't have any doubts back then. But, you know, and again, I just want to reiterate, like, things can be good and not wrong, but it doesn't mean that they're like, perfectly right and aligned. And I also didn't know that back then. Like I didn't know that things could be better or that I could feel more for somebody or that I could have a more aligned relationship because like, that's what I knew. Um, so after we got married, I just had a lot of space. If you have been engaged and married and like you've gone through the whole wedding process, you know that there is, um, just a lot of hoopla surrounding the wedding. Like it's busy. It's, you know, there's a lot of energy that's taken up by it. And there's even something that happens to brides like after the wedding sometimes where you end up like kind of falling into a depression because there's like so much energy and so much like celebration. And then it just like dies. And I remember that happening to me a little bit like, oh, like this thing that I've been thinking about forever is now it's just done. Uh, And this is like with anything, right? The body, the job, the partnership, whatever it is, like as long as we um, continue to put like an outside, uh, you know, if something, we put something outside for like dictating how we feel about ourselves all the time, it's a setup for depression. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it is. Um, So back then, which again, the alternative is just living day to day happily and living day to day with joy, um, you know, not dependent on outside circumstances and all that. So after the wedding, we went to Portland for like a mini moon. Uh, we never ended up going on our honeymoon, uh, like the actual honeymoon, because we ha- we were married for less than a year because of all of this. Um, but after the wedding, we went to Portland and I just had more space because we were moving to Portland. I got married February 20, February, end of February, 2019. Um, Moved to Portland, July, 2019. And in that time, so like maybe five months that we had in Miami, I just started realizing like, and I was really honest with my, with my ex-husband. We had an incredibly honest relationship. And I started telling him like maybe a month or two after our wedding, I was like, you know, I think I'm bisexual. Like, I really, I think I am. And I don't know what this means for us, but I just thought I should tell you. Um, because maybe I'd like to explore that at some point. And again, he was very trusting and incredibly supportive, probably too supportive. And he was like, okay, cool. Like, if anything ever comes along, like, you can experiment, you can, you know, you can talk to them, whatever it is. But I was not feeling rushed. I was not feeling like, oh my God, this is like something I need to explore right now. And he also didn't like, I think a lot of people are like, well, how do you know? How did you know that 
that you were bisexual um because again i had that one experience but like it's different having like a sexual experience with a woman and then wanting to be romantically involved with one um i never had like that inclination to want to be romantically involved but sexually sure um you know so i had expressed that to him and i was like i might want to explore this eventually i don't know and and he was like okay cool like that's great you know but again we were happy so like it was i would never felt any rush or pull or like i got to get out of this or anything like that and um months go by and at the same time i was growing a lot in my business and personally once i moved to portland i cut my hair I chopped all my hair off. I think I was just feeling a lot of like space to actually have room to think like, who am I? What do I want my life to look like? What do I, because in Miami, which again, me and many of my friends are like, we're all children of immigrants. And if you are a children of immigrant, if you are a child of immigrants, you know that there is a lot of expectation, a lot of enmeshment, a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of expectation. I was at the ConvertKit Craft and Commerce conference this past weekend and Glow Atonmo, um, who you can find on Instagram at Glow Graphics, I will put that in the show notes, said something in her keynote talk. She was like, if you come from immigrant parents, you are either a doctor, a lawyer, or a disappointment. <laughs> and I didn't feel like a disappointment from my parents necessarily all the time I definitely had moments where I did because I didn't you know go to their expectations but they've been pretty supportive in like my entrepreneurial journey but that is a common thing like if you don't do what is expected of you there is something wrong or you didn't honor your parents and you you are just you know things fall in line and pretty much everyone who I was around followed that path like okay get a job have get married, have children, buy a house, then live that life. And I never really felt like that was for me. Of course, I got married, like I wanted that. But like, I have had my business for a long time. So I always knew that I would live an unconventional life. So I think once I moved out of that, I once I moved out of that, I started just opening up and being like, well, what do I want? What matters to me? And that's when I really started realizing these things. And I remember going to and growing. And I also felt like even before I met Shantae, my partner, I also felt like my husband and I were potentially growing apart, never to the point of divorce or not being together. But I just kind of had that feeling of us growing apart. And when I started my online business, it, and if you have a business, you know that it requires a lot out of you and you grow exponentially because it requires you to like sell and do these things that are really uncomfortable and like be really gritty and relentless and kind of ruthless with your action. And I used to be somebody who was like, kind of meek, kind of like, I don't know, like kind of shy, very introverted. And over the past like 15 years, I'd say I've grown into somebody completely different. And when I met my ex-husband, I hadn't started my online business. And I think that we just grew further and further apart with like how we wanted to spend our time, which for me was working and um, chilling and being out in nature and stuff. But like 
I needed to be on my phone. I needed to work. I need, I didn't want to watch a movie every night. Like I, I just, it started to like not align for me anymore. Um, business personally, like things just started aligning in terms of like the goals that we had, how much time we wanted to invest into those goals. Um, people we wanted to hang out with, things like that. Uh, I started realizing that perhaps I need, again, these were just thoughts that I had at the time. And these are things that I would tell him that perhaps I needed someone who's whose ambition and passion and work ethic matched mine. And this isn't, this isn't to say anything about my ex-husband. Like this isn't about being better or worse. This is about just having different passions and interests and amount of, the amount of time that you want to dedicate to like your off time and time working and stuff like that. So it can be tough. And we just started kind of growing apart. And again, he was incredibly supportive of my job and the things that I wanted to do. But I started feeling that I had started to outgrow the container of the relationship and what I thought that it would be, right? So I remember around this time, this was like um, September 2019. I had moved to Portland July 2019. I went to one of my friend's held a retreat, an in-person retreat in Dallas. And she had me, or maybe Austin, and she had me fly in for the retreat. She flew me in for the retreat and I taught a cooking class at the retreat. There were like, I don't know, maybe 10 women there. And the first night that I got there, I was sitting with her on the couch. It was just me and her, like other people had gone to bed. We were just talking and I was telling her about what I had told my husband. I was like, I think I'm bisexual. I don't know. Like, but I think I want to meet a woman. Like, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to like talk to somebody. I don't know. Like just again, very unclear, very confusing. And I wasn't actually, I don't want to say I was confused. I I think I was confused about like what it would mean for my marriage, but I was sure about the fact that I wanted to do this. And it seemed that I had my husband's blessing from the conversations that we had had. So Maybe after, again, but no rush, no, like, it wasn't like apps or anything like that at all. And like, looking back, I probably never would have done that. I probably would have just kept living. Um, But I know for sure that my husband, my ex-husband and I would have gotten a divorce regardless somewhere down the line because we just started growing apart in different directions, which happens sometimes in relationships, right? So I ended up meeting Shantae at... um, if you know Dr. Tina, Dr. Tina held a uh, an event for her Docera Mastermind, which was like this mastermind that she holds for doctors with like this big event. And Shantae was speaking. Uh, our friend Joel Coleman was also speaking. And Dr. Tina invited me because this event was in Portland. And Dr. Tina invited me to come hang out for the whole event and like the whole, the several days that it was happening. She's like, come to the VIP dinner come to the actual event like she was like just come and hang like Jill's gonna be there just come so I ended up meeting Shantae at that first VIP dinner and we just kind of hit it off like I told her this recently that I thought that she was going to be my best friend (laughs) and she was like why did you think that I was not thinking that at all (laughs) but like I just felt like we had the same energy I felt like I really liked her energy Um, I knew about her before, but I was like, oh, she, is she like, is for PTs and I probably like don't, um, we probably don't align because like we have just different audiences and whatever. Like I just didn't really, um, 
I didn't have a connection to her, let's say, prior to this, um, even following her or anything like that. So, but knowing who she was and we ended up like talking the whole next few days and just really like, I felt like, oh my God, she's so funny. She's so cool. But like, I wasn't thinking anything about anything. Um, and we had decided as the weekend was wrapping up, again, we talked a lot. We uh, exchanged Instagrams. We started following each other. Uh, and at the end of the event, she was like, do you want to come on my podcast? And I said, of course. Um, will you come on mine? So you can actually hear those podcasts. It's her podcast is my Show in the mic. Mine is um, it's episode 99 of this podcast. But on the podcast recordings, which was maybe like a month after this, uh, we didn't really keep in touch in the beginning, just hi here and there. Maybe a month after this, I started realizing like, oh my gosh, I think I have a crush on her. I think this is the one. And like the, this is might be like the woman that I, um, or the person that I maybe end up having a crush on. And I ended up telling my, my ex-husband and he was like, okay. And we, after this, we just ended up keeping in touch for the next several months. And we would talk all the time, literally every day. And we developed a connection. And we were both an online business. We have a lot of things in common. I think I had posted something on Instagram about me watching the L word. And she DM'd me about that. And it just like, then I ended up telling her what you know, was kind of happening in my relationship. And we just connected after that. And we spoke for months and months. And we ended up having a connection that really surprised me. And a few months later, I ended up going to LA for a mastermind and I saw Shantae. And I just knew, I hadn't seen her for many, many months. And I just knew seeing her before anything had happened that like she, that this was what I wanted and that she was who I wanted. And over the next several months, I started the process of separating and um, eventually divorcing my husband. He ended up, my ex-husband, he ended up moving out of our Portland apartment and moving back to Miami. Obviously he was absolutely devastated. I was also incredibly devastated, but I felt better in the fact that like I was doing what was best for me. Um, And that was basically like the whole beginning of this story. Um, And from there, obviously, I ended up moving to LA uh, where Shantae lives in November of 2020. We were together, um, you know, through the start of the pandemic, I would say, um, and had maintained that connection for, you know, this whole time. And I'm not going to get into the details of our relationship. I don't know if I will ever talk about that because, you know, again, it involves another person and I, you know, share some things like funny things about our relationship, but, you know, we have a very, um, safe and, hilarious and comforting. And also, you know, we are very different. So I have had to learn, both of us have had to learn to kind of, um, you know, to maintain our connection, to kind of understand the other person being like a little bit of an opposite. And that's been a huge source 
of growth for me um, in a really good way. Um, but that's how things happened. And this is where I am now, um, you know, almost three years later. And I can tell you that now I have never felt like a better version of myself. I have never felt like, I mean, my business is as best as it is, as best as it's ever been. I have really aligned friendships. I live in a place that I love. I feel like I have a little crew and and a family, you know, between the animals and Shantae that are incredibly important to me. We spend, you know, our holidays together and our time together and we recharge together. Um, And that is one of the most important parts of my life, along with my work and my friendships and my hobbies and the other things that I do. Um, And it's been incredible and really meaningful for me to have this growth and to also share it with you. So you kind of again, have an example for these things and to know that nothing is guaranteed. Nothing. Nothing. All we can do is live our authenticity day to day, do what we need to do, communicate with people. Maybe we will do a whole episode about communication and how to communicate things in relationships with your family members, how to set boundaries. I didn't really get into the details of like my family things, but Like I said, things are really great with my parents now and for the other family members, things are not amazing, (laughs) but I have grown in a way where I am, I have so much self-trust that I know that like it has nothing to do with me and I know that my living my life is the best thing that I can do in my life. And if I, if someone has a problem with that, then it's not my problem and that's it. Right. So not to say that any of it hasn't been, hasn't been hard. It has not been easy. Um, but these are the things sometimes that again, if you're not pushed up against the wall, you would, you won't know. So thank you for listening. If you are still here with me now, I appreciate you. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you would, you know, maybe I will do a follow-up episode on like lessons that I've learned and things like that. Biggest overarching lesson is to listen to yourself, to know that if someone has an issue with you, that it has nothing to do with you. It's only from their own limited perspective. You know, people can only meet you where they've met themselves. And if they have not living been living authentically or they live from a place that's like, <laughs> I saw someone the other day on Instagram, this woman, I'm sure you've seen this recording about abortion where it's like you're letting a mystical book live your lives. Like, again, I have no issues if like you wanting to or anyone wanting to live your religion or whatever else, but like, don't put those rules on me and you live how you want to. I'm going to be over here living how I want to. And I hope that that is an example for your own authenticity. So I love you all. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to WISE. If you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. 
And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.